Welcome to the Just What I Needed to Hear podcast with Yoga Farm Ithaca, where we teach you how to live the principles of yoga both on your mat and off the mat in the living curriculum of your precious life. It's not uncommon. And again, I'm going to go back to the to what I was just saying about prana. Um, when we first start to move and shift and stir things up, there is much more activation and sensation. And then as you sustain those practices over time, it doesn't stick around at that level. So like, it's important to remember that you're not just going to like keep getting more and more turned on. And what's likely more true is that that energy is, is swirling and shifting and moving around. Um, Also, uh, and I'm going to use words like feminine, masculine here, and I don't mean male, female, just to to preface this. Um, People who have a lot of feminine energy often experience grounding after, um, after intimacy, after sex, particularly after orgasm. There is almost like a sense or an experience of feeling full feeling like you are fulfilled in something. And that can be a very grounded experience um, because feminine energy is often very like movie. Like, like the reason that we talk about the dance of Shakti is because Shakti, you know, if we go back to the Hindu mythology, Shakti is this feminine goddess type of energy and spirit who just like flies around and she's like very vata she's like i'm gonna fly around and just you know make everything creative and beautiful and wonderful that's very like shakti energy right and then shakti sees this is this is mythology guys i did not make this up and then shakti sees in the distance shakti's like what is that big blue thing that's over there in the trees And so she swooshes herself over and she's like, I'm going to check out this big blue thing. Well, this big blue thing is Shiva, Lord Shiva, you know, the divine masculine, sacred masculine. Lord Shiva's napping because that's what divine energy, divine masculine energy is very like still rooted and grounded. Okay. And so, Shiva is napping in the woods and what Shakti could see from all far away was his gigantic blue penis sticking up in the woods. You know, this is very wildly inappropriate. Um, Warning, this is an inappropriate mythology story. Shakti comes in, has a little seat. I'm going to put him that way. Okay. Takes a little seat down and is grounded and anchored in that moment. Shiva, eyes wide open, is like, whoa, I got some work to do. (laughs) The masculine and the feminine interact in this realm of sexuality in um, these very different ways. And so it's not uncommon when we're having that that very feminine energy starting to swirl up that maybe we haven't experienced at this level that we are seeking some grounding and that release orgasm is a very grounding experience in a very feminine body in a very feminine energetic body 
I don't care what parts you have. Okay. And then the, the inverse is true for the masculine. Like often when the masculine is craving and is noticing a lot of masculine energy shifting, there is this longing for release, for freedom, for the, okay. And so sex and intimacy is craved for a different energetic experience if it's being experienced through a masculine. So you might also recognize yourself in both of those sides. Any, any of you here, you might have experienced those moments in, in intimacy and in, in sexual situations where afterwards you felt very like free, alive, open, awake. That's very masculine expression of that sexual energy and um, that sexual energy release in general. Um, and then on the other end, feminine expression looks very different. So you know, what are your ground, all of that, all that fun storytelling to say, what are your <laughs> practices? Um, this is also why a lot of times uh, people seek out like jade egg healing circles, things like that. Um, they're, you know, certainly ways of experiencing intimacy and release that don't involve partners or other people so you just do that and um and recognizing too that we want to be um really intentional about the patterns that we create around our grounding ritual you know so as long as it's like my <laughs> choice rather than a Itchy scratch. It's a very different intention. This is where we get a little tripped up with like um, the difference between yogic paths that are about renunciation or abstention from things or um, withdrawal from things like sensory activities, worldly activities, stuff like that. Um, that certainly is not the framework around tantric teachings, which is much more about engage with sensory things in your life, engage in life in general, have a full bodied human experience and know that you are divine at the same time. And yet it is with the understanding that sexual energy is powerful. So it's not something to, you know, be willy nilly about and that, and that everything is in balance. You know, I love that Ayurveda teaches that anything, anything can be medicine and anything can be poison depending on the amount, the intention and what it is being used for. So, you know, cultivating a, a balanced sexual experience and lifestyle is, is certainly, you know, that middle path, that middle road of like, you know, what, what fills me about this? What is important about this? How do I really connect when I'm doing this? Um, rather than, you know, bodies doing body things, like what, what is it at a different level than that? Um, and, and a lot of those older stories along abstaining from sexual activity, uh, date back to, you know, like, let's just prevent disease from being spread. How about that? You know, like there, so we have to just take some of that with a little bit of a 
sociological awareness of what was going on at the time that that decision was kind of made universally that you can you can deplete yourself um, by having too much sex and uh, and it's not completely untrue and that doesn't mean that having sex isn't good for your spiritual path or presence or awakening or awareness.